and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on Saturday's 2-0 win over our broth, Rhys Aldane. Rhys, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks Matt. As you say, I'm really looking forward to discussing another another Thistle win from the weekend, so yeah, it should be a good one. Heather Holloway's here. Heather, are you well? Yes, great, thanks Matt. Just like Rhys, it's always great to talk about Thistle wins and looking forward to talking this evening. Jamie McDonald is back from suspension. Jamie, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I was slightly disappointed at the arbitrary panel review of my appeal for the suspension, given it was one pod originally, got extended to two. Not sure how that happened, but glad to be back. Where are you as we speak? Where am I? I'm yeah, in my room. Assuming you're not on, I'm not bus on the bus, don't worry. That's good. And rounding off a bumper panel this week is David Forrest. David, are you well? Yes, I am very well. Um, a, a great a great day on Saturday and then I went to Belgium yesterday for the Belgian Cup final um, and saw a, uh, saw a red and yellow team in a cup final get beat uh, as you would expect. But um, having a pint and chips at the football, what a, t- what a concept, it's brilliant, I love it. Oh, what a weekend for the Belgian flag emoji on your phone, a Thistle one and a Belgian Cup final. Must have been spamming that one. And we'll start, as we always do, with a look at the, the starting 11. There was one change. Scott Tiffany came back in for Aidan Fitzpatrick. Tiffany back from injury from the previous week. Reese quite happy with that? Any complaints? Uh, I was happy with the lineup. Uh, as you all know, it's Tiffany plays. If Tiffany's fit enough, then he plays. Um, maybe a wee bit harsh on Fitzpatrick. Um, I thought he played well last week, despite the, the chances that he passed up. But when Tiffany's fit, he plays. So Fitzpatrick will know that as well. Heather? Yeah, much the same, I thought. Um, I just think we look a better side and a full complement when Tiff's in the team and he creates chances out of nothing and it's a, you know, it's a fantastic option to have. You know, it was just with hopefully our season not finishing on Friday, I think it's just good to see a full complement out and just hope that continuing a good run is the focus. So, yeah, really happy. Jamie, do you want to kick us off with your thoughts on the performance itself? How good do you think we were? Were we worthy of a, a 2-0 win? I'd definitely say we were deserving of the three points. I've seen us play better, but I've definitely seen us play a lot worse this season. But we started kind of slowly, opening like 15 minutes. I don't think we were up to a huge amount, but, but we kind of slowly grew into the game. You know, Bannigan was all over the place, and I think it was his pass that ended up leading to Lawless's assist for the opening goal. And, you know, that was actually a really good goal, watching it back as well. It's just a, it's another nice team goal that we've kind of getting a bit accustomed to seeing under Dylan's management style. I'm glad to see Turner get a double as well. You know, he's someone that you feel probably, for how influential he is for us, doesn't always get the goals to, like, his assist tally that he deserves. We know he's known for getting a lot of assists, but I always feel it would be nice for him to get a couple more goals. And glad to see him hit a double. And Yeah. Very little complaints about the performance. Don't think there's any failures over the pitch, to be honest. We weren't really threatened at all by our growth. And you can kind of see why they're down there struggling. That's five games against them this season. And they've not scored a single goal against us. I mean, that's surprising given where they were last season. I know it's a different squad. But even so, we have historically struggled against our growth in the championship over the last couple of years. But kind of nice to put that to bed. and Not a clean sweep because obviously there was that 0-0 game. But in general, be very dominant against them this season. And we were saying as well in the chat about how one of the downfalls of the season and probably one of the main reasons we haven't won the title is our lack of ability to pick up points against teams at the bottom of the league. I'd say the only one we have done it against is our to be honest, because Hampton and Cole we've dropped points against. But yeah, so satisfying performance. For, I wouldn't say we're at our absolute best, but it's at least a 7 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10 performance and deserving of the three points. And that's what you want to see. Giving ourselves a good shot at second as well. David, any advance on 7.5 out of 10 from you? Um, I'd probably go with that. Yeah, probably seven and a half, eight out of ten. Surprised at the the lack of anything from our growth. I mean, like, I I don't think we needed too much to win it. But there's been games where we play against absolutely turgid teams and don't get the win, uh, where we kind of take it for granted a wee bit too much and then end up not getting the three points. So just getting over the line with it is, is great. I thought Turner's goals were absolutely brilliant. I really I really enjoyed the first one. I don't think anybody in the in the Lambestand expected him to go for the header. I think they thought it was just a miss hit cross. So when he, he dunked it, it was it was a great moment. So yeah, I, I'd probably go seven and a half eight out of ten. 
Reese, who stood out for you? Who were the who were the standout performers in Thistle Colours? Um, straight away, you've got to say Kel Turner. I mean, his first brace for Thistle and, and two well-taken goals. I think it was good all throughout and he was actually unlucky not to get a hat-trick. And it's good to see guys like Turner step up to the plate. Um, even guys like Tiff, I think that's Tiff contributed with a, a goal involvement in his last four games that he's played. And I know sometimes we can be critical of Tiffany's end product. So, I mean, business end of the season and, and these guys are contributing. That That's exactly what you need. Um, even the weekend there, Graham was pretty quiet and and that's when you need these other guys to be, you call upon them when, when Graham's having, I wouldn't even say had an off day, he was just quiet, didn't, didn't get a goal or anything. So um, I, I thought it was a good performance all round. You have your your, your usuals, your Bannigan's, Doherty and, and McMillan, whose who's levels never seem to drop. So I, and, and even Wallace as well. So yeah, it was, a, it was a good day at the office and I don't actually think we came out of first gear. Um you look, you look at the performance of, of Gaston. I, now, I've seen him on the TV a couple of times, the Friday night games, and he's been good. But I'd be lying if I, I say that I've seen him all throughout the season. So I don't know if it's just when it comes to Farhill or even up in Arbroath against Thistle that he, he steps his game up. But he's he's absolutely brilliant every time we play against him. And if it wasn't for him, that, that game could have been five or six easily with, a, with a, quite a number of chances to, to extend the lead and make it look a lot more flattering on the scoreline. But 2-0... Uh, it definitely doesn't flatter us. So yeah, like, as as Jamie said as well, for for donkey's years we couldn't get a win against our broth. So to go and, and be so comfortable against them all, all season long, it's a, it's a case of can we play you every week? And uh, it was it was comfy and and two 0 It's a scoreline you go up the road pretty happy with. I've been meaning to ask you for a couple of weeks actually since we had the reply from the Thistle archive about Jack McMillan's assists. How many assists is Jack McMillan on in your eyes now? Uh, has he had any since then? I don't, I don't think I don't he's had any since then. I think you claimed he had more than 10 in the first archive. <laughs> listed do, as do 10. You know, do you know what I think I might have been getting confused with? I think I might have been confused with the um, just like goal involvement, goal, goal contributions, maybe that's what it was. But he's, he kind of called me out like that and expect me to go back and look through it. So I don't know, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say you're all right in the fifth archive. <laughs> Heather, who are the standouts for you? I thought Stevie Lawless was fantastic and I thought I obviously Kel Turner getting two goals and as we said could have got more he he is the obvious choice for man of the match he's he has won the match but I thought on any other day Stevie Lawless had um, you know his name in that champagne bottle I thought he was fantastic the way that he took touches down was really creative and inventive, always looking for something new to do. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And I have to give a word to Darren Brownlee. Um, it must be so tricky as a player when a ball comes near you and a, and a, and a centre forward is running towards you and the, a whole stand kind of gasps and holds its breath because they're worried. That must be something quite hard to play with. And I thought that he did you know, all he needed to do on Saturday. He also was quite unlucky to not score with um with a header, and you know he just seems a bit more settled, and it's just good to see that. I mean, he obviously has brilliant resilience to be able to come back from a few weeks ago against there. So I did th- I did think he was great, but it's just fantastic when you're watching your team and it's hard to pick out just one person because they all did play extremely well. You know, we've watched little teams throughout our lives who don't get past marks that often and um and that was that was enjoyable. So I'll you know I'll give him his due. I thought um I thought Brownlee was was good, but for me I thought Lawless was just fantastic. I had one of my friends with me who was a season ticket holder during like the promotion winning season ten years ago. And he and he just loved it. He was like it's just it's like just going back in time. You know, some things never change and the way that Stevie Lawless plays with this all just is so enjoyable and timeless really. David, do you recommend that? Yeah, I would echo with Lawless. I think a lot of people maybe gave him a bit of short shrift over the season that maybe he wasn't the standards that we expected of him based on, you know, his tenure in the Premiership with us and, you know, in the promotion season and stuff like that. But I thought Lawless is really, really, really good on Saturday as well. You can see he was he was switching the play up a little bit. And I think they're, I believe they're left... I can never remember what weight goes on, but I believe the left back was not the national left back, and he plays on his right foot. Is that right? That's how it works. Um, basically, he plays on the, the the wrong foot for this position because he was out of his natural position, and and Stevie Lawless was um, 
with, with just bamboozling him and um, just shaking things up and stuff like that. And he really struggled to cope with uh, Lawless. And I thought it was brilliant. I, I also want to give um, great plaudits to Heather for the phrase um, uh, having his name on the champagne bottle. I've never heard that before. And I think that's a fantastic turn of phrase for a man in a match. So well done. <laughs> No, I think lot you've mentioned we might have expected more from Lawless because he's been in the Premiership for a number of years. We also might have expected more from him in the last couple of months just because how well he started the season. I think if the first two or three months it looked nailed on, he was going to be player of the year. He was delivering nine out of ten performances every week, and then obviously there was going to be a dip because you can't sustain that. I thought it was really interesting what he was saying to ourselves last week, David, about how he's been playing through an injury, I think that's often not taken into account by, by like ourselves. Like we are not sort of privy to uh, sort of little niggles that players are playing through. So I thought it was really interesting that he opened up about that. Heather, I totally agree about Brownlee. I thought he didn't put a foot wrong on on Saturday. And as you say, he's been getting a lot of stick recently. Some deserved for the mistakes, but last week at Hamilton, I thought he was getting a lot of stick, which was undeserved. And he sort of played his way through that and he had a great performance on, on Saturday. And he deserved the goal, really. That was a great save from Gaston. Um, the two Turner goals, they were s- such clever finishes. The first header, that was that was a sensational header. That was one of my favourite headed thistle goals, I think. And then the second goal, it beats Gaston. It's not in the corner. It's not especially powerful. It beats Gaston because how early he takes the shot. It's really clever from Turner to just touch and shoot rather than touch and maybe like a, another step or a, another touch and shoot to allow Gaston to get set. He, he took the shot so early and that's what beat Gaston. And I think, Jamie, you said as well, there were no failures in the team. Everyone was sort of 7 out of 10. And it, it was a professional performance. I don't think it was, we weren't at our best, um, but I think it was professional. And at that stage of the season, that that's all you really want. If you if you get three points on the board, it doesn't really matter how flash it is. Just a little note for the subs. The only thing that I was maybe a bit disappointed in was the, was the order. I thought Mullen maybe deserved to be, to get the longer stint on than Dowd's. And um, I was just talking, I was saying to someone at the game, you know, with the way that our season could pan out, we need our full squad to be involved and creating chances. And I did think that when we took off all of our main players, I know we were 2-0 up and comfortable, there just seemed to be a bit of a dip or, you know, a lack of knowing, you know, what the what the game plan was or maybe what the or the best way to go forward as a team. And I just think that, um, I, I thought that maybe that Mullen should should have come on before Dowds. And I know that maybe Dowds is a natural replacement for Graham, but we've talked in this podcast over the last you know few months about the fact that Dowds, even though he is tall, isn't the same kind of player as Graham, like doesn't bring the ball down, isn't so much of a winner and actually Mullen's better in the air. And I don't know if it was maybe just giving Dowds some more minutes and, you know, giving him the time to be creative and to just get some, you know, get moving. But um, I, for me, I thought Mullen deserved a little bit longer. But I don't know if anyone else thinks that like has a different opinion. I, th- I think Mullen definitely deserves longer, but I think you hit the nail on the head at the end. I think with Dowds coming on when the game was basically already won, it was probably a case of just getting minutes in his legs because he's not played much recently. And I think it was the same for McKinnon as well. He gets subbed on much earlier than we'll, we've seen him in a good few months. And I think it's a case of Dylan's probably recognising if we do make the playoffs, we're going to have lots of games in quick succession and we'll, we'll need these guys maybe to start, but definitely coming off the bench um, in the playoffs. So I, I think that was quite decent management from Dylan to get these guys in when the game was all but one on Saturday. We'll move on then. So it's the, the last game of the regulation season on, on Friday night. I was looking back to some of the, the recent final days of the season and this is Another last day of the season where we've got something something big to play for. The the League One winning season um, is the only last day of the season where we've not had anything to play for since the, the top six season. Lisa, I want to ask you, do you, do you like that? Do you Would you rather we were getting into the... I know we've not secured our playoff spots. This is maybe premature, but would you rather this was a, a sort of dead rubber for us with the playoffs to come? Or do you think it's good that we're still keeping that, that sort of competitive edge? Um. It is good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Ideally, I'd have, I'd have liked to be more comfortable, but it does. It gives you that sort of sense of like a cup final almost. I know it's there's nothing, nothing like that, but it, it, like you'd be lying if you said you're not sort of 
very nervous but excited for Friday night coming I mean the whole league bar Rafe have something to play for it's a Friday night under the lights there'll be a lot of chopping and changing over the course of those 90 minutes teams will think they're they're going down teams will think they've, they're in the playoffs and obviously Queens and Dundee uh, at certain times of game will think they'll have the league one so it's, it's very entertaining and, and it's always it's, it seems to always be the case even like every season with us so you've got you've got something to play for whether it be a title win, a promotion, a playoff push, a relegation playoff push. There's always something to play for, and and that's part of the beauty of it. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Friday night, albeit very nervous, but it, it should it should be a cracker. Um, it's all set up for 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 things to go that way. Yeah, I think if if we do secure a playoff spot, it is. I think it's a good thing that we we won't have been allowed to dip our performance levels or, or our focus. I think sometimes when you when you secure a sort of playoff space early, it's, it can be hard to sort of regain focus by the time the playoffs come around. So I think all being well on, on Friday night, if we get in there, I think it's a good thing. We'll be then going straight into playoffs. Jamie, are you confident that we, we will secure a playoff space? And what space do you think we will secure? I think we will get top four. Do I think we'll get second? I hope so. I've been putting in all different scenarios over the last like week or whatever into the chat. Uh, annoying everyone in the chat with all these huge paragraphs about if this result happens and this result happens but I think we've given ourselves at this stage given the way all the results have gone etc the best shot we could under Doolan probably of getting that second place you know I think Dundee are going to win the league to be honest in the last day Queen's Park haven't looked up too much recently so I think they probably will win Dundee or at least draw to win the league and then it's just on us to make sure we win to get that second place but First and foremost, we just need to concentrate on winning so we at least get third and then hope that results elsewhere go our way as well and get that second place. So haven't actually answered your question yet, where do I think we'll finish? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say second. And I really, really hope we do finish second because if we finish third or fourth, I'll have very little belief that we're actually going to go up via the playoffs because it's such a mental schedule if you finish third or fourth. If you finish second, you at least have a little bit of an advantage. You have two less games and, well, not a little bit, a big advantage actually. And, it could be all the difference. So we've said it before, anyone who's ever finished below second and made it to the playoff final hasn't gone up. The only teams to go up are ones that have finished second. So, you know, stats are kind of telling. We need to finish second, I think, if we want to go up. So I'm nervous to the game, but excited. No, I totally agree, Jamie. I think we, we spoke about it last year, that the, the point you just made about no team who's finished below second has been promoted through the playoffs. Um, I think myself and David were sort of joking in the, in the pub on on Saturday after the game we want second or fifth but really obviously when it when it comes to the 90 minutes and the game's underway we're not going to be wishing um wishing goals away but yeah it, we, I think if we have any hopes of, of going up second is as the target David do you want to give us a word on on the Queen's Park Dundee game because that's obviously going to affect our chances of, of finishing second what do you expect from that um well I I think Dundee are going to win the game, to be honest. They, they don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. No one deserves anything out of this. We're all terrible. No, they should just not give it a league trophy this year, I think, because it's so bad. But I think that when push comes to shove, if you give Dundee one game, again, if you say to Dundee against Queen's Park, you win this game, you win the league, get back at Premiership, they'll get the job done. Which realistically is what we want, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm, I Forgive me with the permutations. I think I had the table up a second ago, but Am I right in saying we would go, uh, we would get second with a draw? Yeah, uh, yeah, we would. We go difference if we win and Queens Park draw. That's right. I do not see uh, Queens Park winning. To be honest, I think Dundee are going to take it in the most depressingly mundane fashion of all time. Like, I mean, I was thinking about this on Friday. Have Dundee had, like, you no? Know, obviously, we we do stuff about the rele- uh, not relegation, uh, the promotion season. Uh, quite a lot, you know. We've got the the mythical Morton game episode coming out. You've got you've got Cowden beef in the fog. You've got Airdrie. You've got you know beating Airdrie seven 0 as well. There's so many games that everyone remembers really fondly. Do Dundee have any of those games from this season that you could point to and go, "That's a game. That's a game they'll be talking about in ten. That's a game that some guy will be saying he's definitely editing the podcast on about game that we chucked." Yeah, probably. That's the only one I could think of, and that was what that was November. <laughs> like, 
you know what I mean? That was November. They've not had a tentpole game since then. And even then... Dundee no, Hamilton, like, 7-0 or something. And they're the only two results I can think of. Exactly. Like, I, I, it, yeah, I, it's hard to know. But I think Dundee are just going to win it. Uh, they're going to beat Queen's Park and win the league. I do feel it's all... It's in our hands, really. Um, if we win, you know, we're in the playoffs. I mean, we stand a good chance of, of getting second. And as you said, you know, it's second or fifth, you know, fight or flight. No one wants the third, fourth playoff. I think realistically, if, we're, if we, we want to have any aspirations of going up, we need second. And I think the players know that as well. I think it's it's partly obvious, you know, six games in a, in a row um, in the space of what, like 20 days. It, it's mental. And um, you, you, you need to try and get second. But I think we will. The other two games that affect us, Inverness are playing air, which is actually quite handy for us, uh, and Morton are away up to, to Cove. How do you see those two games going? And in an ideal world, uh, if, if we win and secure a playoff space, who would you like to who would you like to face in the playoffs? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, those fixtures are kind of going in our favour. Obviously, Inverness and um, Air both playing each other. Ideally, if I was to pick a side to win that game, it's got to be Air United. I know they've got a danger man in Akinyemi, but Inverness are on an absolute tear right now. And it looks like they can beat anyone you put in front of them right now. So if, if there's a chance that we can obviously get in the playoffs as well and, and Inverness not be there, then brilliant. I, I'd take that all day long. Um, so fingers crossed, Air get the, the job done against Inverness. Um, as for Morton, of course, Morton are on a, a somewhat sort of decent run as well. They'd probably back themselves to get the playoffs. Obviously, going up to Cove, who they've not, let's, let's face it, they've been really poor this season, Cove Rangers. But it's, it's the final game of the season. They've got stuff to sort of to fight for as well. They don't want to go down. So um, they, they'll be absolutely desperate for a result themselves. Ideally, just take care of our own business. Um, I don't know what's going to happen up at, at Cove, um, but for, we need to focus on ourselves, get the job done on our end. Fingers crossed we come second because, like you say, third or fourth, it, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't make a difference and you've got an absolute mountain to climb um, with the odds heavily stacked against you if you finish third or fourth. So ideally, we've got to do everything that we can, take care of ourselves. And, and it feels it feels absolutely disgusting to say this, but hope that Dundee get the job done and, and Dundee win the league. But aye, it's come down to that. Okay, so it's a real Sophie's choice, that Morton, Morton Cove game, because it's... Do you want Green and Morton to have any success? You know, if we lose, if we were to lose against Free Throwers, you're kind of then looking at it going, if Morton win, we don't make the playoffs, but also our Broth is safe. So you want Morton to lose, but you are effectively sending our Broth into League One at that point. And it's like, oh, you just, you, you, we, we can't allow that to happen. I can't well, be forced to choose between Morton succeeding or our Broth staying up. Well, our broth are playing Hamilton in the other game, the only game that doesn't affect us. So, uh, fingers crossed, our broth win that. Um, so we keep keep the the dream of our broth away next season alive. If if we don't manage to to get promotion, um, just a last one from me. Um, this is probably a conversation for another day, but this is going to be the lowest points total that's ever won the the second division when it's been a thirty six game season. If Dundee win, they'll finish sixty three points, but it could be won by sixty one points. That's the lowest it's ever been and last season I think was the second or third lowest so we have missed two big chances at, at winning a league as I say it's a conversation for another day when we dissect the season but um, if we don't get promotion this season I think we'll kick ourselves Heather do you want to come in? Yeah I just want to talk about um, after you were talking about the um, about all the games and what they might mean I have to say that one of my favourite things about these games, or especially watching them on TV, is like when people start celebrating things that they see from their phone or updates they get from their friends. And um, you know, like you know, like the the balls randomly in the middle of the pitch and fans just start celebrating. I remember it being at Dens a few years ago, and that's when oh, did someone score? Then that meant that we weren't going to get automatically relegated. And you know the like the thistle players were just like doing a normal throw in, and we were all going wild. And you know, like it's like the message gets onto the pitch, and the players pick up, and it's good. So, and it's kind of thing that sports scene never managed to do well. You know, they like the split screen stuff, and this means what here, but they do, they are quite good at match of the day. But I do quite enjoy like that kind of idea of you know no, nothing's really happening in the game, and suddenly all the fans start going wild. So 
hopefully we get a bit of that on Friday. I, I love the idea that when you he- when you hear pundits and commentators talk, it's always fans on their radios listening in to hear the scores as if it's like the nineties. Um, I, I might buy a radio just for just for Friday night, just a wee portable one to sit on my shoulder and listen to listen to the scores come in. See, I was hoping you were going to say some sort of ghetto blaster, a big ghetto blaster <laughs> playing like Radio Scotland sports sound. <laughs> as long as it's check young on our game, please no, please. See with my United being my English team, I've got PTSD from that, that Man City game and the United game being done at Sunderland and we'd already had the, the League One just for that Aguero moment, so I still feel sick thinking about that. That wasn't a good day for a Bo- being a Bolton fan either, Reese. I think Bolton getting relegated had a, a big factor in um, QPR chucking <laughs> those two goals in. That's, that's a pod for another day as well. We'll add that to the pile of, of summer podcasts today. Uh, Jamie, we'll focus on our own game then up at Wraith. Are you just expecting the, the same start 11 to take to the field? And what are you expecting from Wraith? Because they're the only team, as I've mentioned, that have got nothing to play for. Um, what are you expecting from them? I suppose it can go either way, really. On the team lineup, yeah, I expect the same team starting again, barring any injuries. Hopefully that doesn't happen and we get the same team going out again. Wraith, I don't know, like you said, Matt, I can go one or two ways. They can either play really freely because they've literally got nothing to lose because they can't finish anywhere apart from seventh and it means nothing, or they'll just not be putting in 100% and that would be on our benefit. So I hope that's what happens, but You'd have some players in there potentially playing for contracts or whatever, so you don't know. I'm sure I don't think they'll just roll over if I'm honest, but I know on our day, well, we all know on our day, we're good enough to beat them for some reason. Pressure, we don't have a very good record in Kakadi, but I was just thinking back to the game we last played them at home when we won 3 0. You know, we steamrolled them that day, it was very, very comfortable. And you know, on our day, we can play like that, so hoping the players are up for it, they know what's at stake. And anyone, it could be a 1 0 win from a Rayphone goal, I don't care as long as we win the game. You'll need to chuck a couple in on Friday night, Jamie. You've got a, a big role to play. Uh, Reese, you're still ahead in the predictions table. When we when we finish the season, I'll do a big a big rundown of the points, and I'll include the the start of season predictions we made as well. Uh, do you want to kick us off with a score prediction for Friday night? It's, it really is a tough one to predict because, like it's been said, I don't think I can actually ever remember us well, me being at a game and us winning at Kirkcaldy. It's something we've not done for. Over 10 years, um, I know there's a lot of times we weren't in the same league, but it's something we've not done in a long, long while. So now, now that you're coming in this game and there is something on the line for us to go and we need to go and, and get that win. Well, they've had absolutely nothing to play for. I, know, I noticed they only had two players on the bench at the weekend, one outfield. I know they had a couple of suspensions. So ideally, in an ideal world, I know when you kind of have these dead rubber games, you like to give a few debuts. You like to give maybe... A, a 16-year-old is his first start or something. So hopefully they've played under 18s. They take it easy, foot off the gas, and we get the job done. So I'll go. I'll go at absolute squeaky bum time. One now, Thistle. We'll get it done. David, firstly, where's good to go in Wraith? You're the away day guru, and secondly, a prediction. So the Duchess of Kirkcaldy is a fantastic bar. Uh, I really like that. So I would just say go to the Duchess of Kirkcaldy. It's actually apart from that, it's just a no takeaways or anything there. It's really weird. It's really bereft of decent scran. But um, go to Duchess of Kirkcaldy. It's a great wee bar. But uh, my prediction is that um, picture the scene. Um, it's 9.10pm. Um, a helicopter set off 10 minutes before from Dunfermline towards Glarbert. Queen's Park are winning in the back as a certificate. Since championship second place winners, and then suddenly it comes through. You need to turn round. Kyle Turner scored. Fissor one nil up. The helicopters changing direction. We win second place as Queen's Park fall to bits. 1-0 Fissile, pandemonium. We're all in the Duchess afterwards, scenes. That'll be like that gif in FIFA where they, they're lifting a trophy that's not there. That's basically the real-life version of that's what you've just narrated. I'd like to apologise to the people of Wraith for asking you what's good in Wraith. Um, either do you have a, a less uh, ridiculous prediction than David? 
Well, I, I feel like I have to go I have to go wild, which I, do, I really don't want to do because this is the kind of game where, as I totally agree with Reese, we just need to win 1-0 and we just need to, you know, just do our own just do our own job and not care about anyone else. But why change the habit of a lifetime? So mm, let's go, I don't know, like um, 8-5. That sounds great. Let's do that. be a wild, an absolutely wild game. And um, my niece is coming to her first ever like nighttime game. So she's very excited. We're going to soft play beforehand. It's going to be wild. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a soft play before a football game sounds like the dream away day. I'm I'm up for that. But there's there's quite I mean there's quite an inti- there's quite an itinerary. The holy it... the holy family group chat's gone wild today. I've had to catch up. We could march from the soft play to start park. <laughs> I was thinking we need to get a, a, a the intro next week should be a voice recording of Heather going to like down the slide or something like that. <laughs> Uh, to start out, I, I make like kids. Um, I, I, I heard us, heard us It's called there, Green just... King in Kirkcaldy. Green but King. Green is... Oh wait, no. Um, hometown view. <laughs> is it Green King a chain of pubs? Yes, and I was like, oh my god, is our soft play pub? Because I will yeah. leave that pub. Home, home farm view in Kirkcaldy. A pub with a soft play. What? You, you, you were saying where's good to go in Kirkcaldy, Matt? Um, <laughs> the pub with a soft play. Mind they used to have like soft playing Burger Kings and stuff. Oh, it's the 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 the, the halcyon days. They never they yeah. never quite recovered. As a society, we declined after they got rid of the soft plays in Burger King. Do you remember like the Buffies and like Brewsters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we had the Eagle Lodge. That was uh, Eagle Wait, that's, Lodge. That's, had, that sounds like a like Rangers loyal pub or something. I know. Um, I mean, half the people. Uh, my uncle's pals at the time. It technically was. So, um, so yeah, very excited for that. And imagine seeing thirteen goals in one game. Unreal. I was going to say the key question here: What's the Dundee Queens Park score? Is this absolute carnage on the field and it's eight five mad game and. Uh, Dundee presumably are winning quietly on it. What, what just to add add the tension in? Always, always with the David. Jamie, prediction from you. You know this prediction reminds me a bit. I just the way we're talking of um, the podcast before the Falkirk game in League One. Doing in and wanted to predict a comfortable win because everyone was so nervous. And I remember saying this is back when predictions we didn't do a league. I swear I said something like. You know, we, we can trash Falkirk. It'll be 5 now. And I wasn't being fully serious, but that's what ended up happening. So I'm going to say we'll win the game comfortably. Not quite a 5 now, but I'll say 3 0 Fessel. A repeat of the home leg, not home leg, home game. And we'll win 3 0 and happy days. And just hope for the Dundee. It does it does feel weird saying I hope Dundee won the league, but I just hope Dundee won the league in Queen's Park at least draw and hopefully just lose to make sure it's not nerving. We win comfortably. Easy days. I'll back you up with a comfortable win, Jamie, and I need points as well in the Prediction League. And I'm just looking at Wraith's recent results. They're, they've only picked up one point in their last six games. I'll go I'll go 4-0 Thistle. I think we'll be we'll be dancing in the streets of, of Wraith um, on Friday night. I, I'll need to retire that, that part of that shape. But um, yeah, that's where we'll be dancing on, on Friday night. <laughs> um, we had a, a discussion in the pub on Saturday this completely off topic from football to finish um, Heather and David were present for this discussion so Jamie I'll start with you if you are given free tickets to an international for the day would you go to Scotland's international cricket team to watch them or Scotland's international rugby team to watch them what would you prefer um, I don't watch either sport but I have been to a rugby game before I've been taken along to two Glasgow Warriors games by my friend who I've dragged to three festival games now, so I need to even it out. He's dragging me to the rugby. So, so your choice is rugby? Yeah. Reese. Aye, much the same. Um, I'm not, not keen on either, um, but I'm, I've got to make it 2-0 rugby, because I'd be lying if I said, if, this, if I walked downstairs and Scotland v England rugby was on the, t- the telly, I'd sit and watch it for a couple of minutes. If Scotland v England cricket was on, I wouldn't even bat an island. So, uh, rugby, rugby gets a win now. I'm, I would, I'm, I'm in the cricket camp, and it's not because I'd rather watch cricket. 
if if either were on and I was in the house, I, I wouldn't watch them. But if I was given free tickets, sitting in a in a cricket ground, effectively a field just with like cans all day, much better than crammed in Murrayfield with with that crowd, in my opinion. And if if it if it rains, you get to go home. It's it's cricket all day long. David, are you on my side? Absolutely, yeah, um, definitely a day out of the cricket when the sun's out, yeah, it'd be great, as you say, a couple of cans sit in the sun, absolutely fantastic, it'd be great. Heather, you're team rugby, aren't you? It's disappointing. I am indeed, I mean, you've got me on this beef train, so you can't get me, you can't get me in everything, Matt, uh, but no, I'm, def- I'm definitely for the rugby, it's a, it's a really good day out, and um, it is a lot of fun. I will give cricket its due my friend who lives in um, he's from Australia like I can imagine cricket there is absolutely sensational and I hear all about it but we are Scottish and I just don't think it's for me but also when I was at school like when we used to go like the boys were playing rugby we'd always go and watch it was always a good time and then see when they tried to convince us to come and watch cricket it was oh, so boring and as you and, and and as you say, yes, if it if it rains, you have to be able to go home. But you get absolutely soaked beforehand, so it's just uh, cricket's never winning for me. So it's three two, three two rugby. I to add another sort of factor onto this. I I I remember I was once in a pub in London when Scotland beat England at cricket. It was one of the only times we've ever beaten them. But we were. We were at a, a wrestling show in the corner and we went into the Dundee Arms and they were showing the cricket and I just turned around and I was like, hold on, like, are Scotland winning? Is it? Like, yeah, they're absolutely tan in England. And I, I was I was certainly more insufferable watching Scotland beat England at cricket than I was watch, watching them beat England at rugby. Yeah, definitely. Cricket all the way with this one. I just want to clarify that, that both are shite. It's like a, a choice of two evils, but I'm still cricket. Um, we'll finish with Partridge Thistle. That wasn't Partridge Thistle, by the way. So, like, fair play if you again you've made it this far. We'll finish with Partridge Thistle. And I'm going to ask you, when have you had a dilemma about what to event to attend due to a, a clash of dates? David, I know if we finish third or fourth, you're going to miss that playoff tie because you're going to Eurovision. So I'm, I'm guessing that's your answer, unless you can top that. Um, I thought about this. Obviously, it was inspired by this. But you know, I'm, I I did have one before. I seem to remember. Seeing as we're throwing shade at people, I seem to remember I had to miss um, Moldova away with Scotland because some one of my pals get married. I don't know if you know him, Matt. His name is Matthew Greer. Um, my trip to Moldova away to come to your wedding. So you know, and you say it's a dilemma. It's no dilemma. You're going to Eurovision instead of watching us get beat by fucking Inverness three 0 each time. Like, where's the dilemma? No, you're, you're right. There's no dilemma there. I'd just like to say that the I sent you a save the date before you UEFA released the fixtures. Otherwise, that would not have been the case. That is why I got married on a Friday, David. Because as you know, I was at Somerset Park the next day. Um, I also asked this question because I was I was looking at Elton John tickets. I, I know I had a dilemma because he's only playing in Scotland when the US opens on. And as uh, myself and Heather know, Jordan Spieth's going to win that by eight shots out in Los Angeles. So I'm not going to miss that for Elton John, but that was that was my dilemma. Uh, Heather, do you want to come in? If, have you got a, a similar story? Yeah, I've got one that's upcoming, potentially, and then I've got one from the past. Um, I... I've got, I must, I'm just going to hold my hands up here. I've got Harry Styles tickets. Depending on where the playoffs go, I'm going to have to make a decision between, you know, the £150 I spent on Harry Styles and Party Thistle Football Club. So that's going to be interesting. And I also think Radio 1 Big Weekend. I've got tickets for that on the Sunday. And I don't know, again, if that's potentially a playoff day. So that's just going to be, you know, I'm either going to be all my friends, like least favourite person or... Or maybe just a lucky charm for Thistle. I don't know. So that's that's what's coming up. But um, there's one I had when my my dad did. Um, I, I mean, he's done it. He's done it. Um, maybe twice now. I can't remember. But my dad's been to over a hundred like consecutive Thistle games. You know, not missing one at all. Home away cup, etc. And I missed his a hundredth game because I was on France and holiday, and I always felt terrible about that you know like as in that was a terrible clash of days so I'm really sorry dad for missing that one but I did listen um when I was I was in I was in Aix in Provence and I had very terrible wi-fi but I made sure and I got Stuart Bannigan was in the commentary with Michael Max that night 
and I got them to give him a shout out so that was so that was nice but I had to I had to listen to my dad's 100th consecutive game and it was when Adi Aziz scored 1-1 at Celtic Park. Just on your your playoffs versus Harry Styles dilemma, uh, Jamie will tell you that the the podcast um, disciplinary arbitration panel is in quite a, a strict mood at the moment, so I don't know if that'll that'll affect your decision. Jamie, I don't know if you've got a a, a good partridge thistle answer this week. I've got two for once. Oh, oh Shemmy and Thistle related. So good work. Oh wow! Two, two match bans. Those results. Watch it. Answers. Drink it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got got to keep the yeah panel happy. But um, one that happened the one that didn't effectively so the first one was for when I left school it was in 2019 it was, we had like an S6 holiday my whole year went on it we went to Malia in Greece I had to miss you know I was having to think about it but I was like nah, I can't not go the whole year's going I had to miss the Ross County Cup game the 3-2 game which literally in the 1920 season was probably one of the only good results all season and I missed it it's unbelievable. Uh, I remember listening to that on Jag Zone. Next up, pulling Greece. It was an interesting way to keep up to date for the festival game and it kept cutting out. And I, I heard Stephen Saunders go, that was about it because it kept cutting out. But the other one was I was meant to go to LA in September last year. That got cancelled though. Was it September? I think it might have been. But I remember um, I was going to have to miss the amazing surroundings of Falkirk. Uh, for that cup game but obviously the holiday ended up getting cancelled so I got to go to the cup game instead which was definitely worth it I would much rather have been in Falkirk to see us lose 2-0 than be in LA so I'm glad you know everything happens for a reason fly high LA holiday I don't know if you told us about that at the time Jamie but I feel like we should have like set up a like a GoFundMe for you after that like that's a traumatic event like an LA holiday down to Watching us lose no, I, I, did, in the I, challenge did, I remember saying it. <laughs> I swear I did. I, I, I can't. I think that's, that might be my least favourite game of the season as well. Like, it was so. Like, I mean, if you picked any other game and that happened, I'd be like, that's a bit shite. Then I you're like, it's the, the The holiday I went on, I missed the best game of the season. The holiday that got cancelled, I got to see the worst game of the season. So, like I said, everything happens for a reason. David, I took what? 20 maybe 30 people with me to I remember game. think how terrible that is those scarves for those boys are still sitting like in 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 the you know in there and I'm like I don't think any of them want to remember that game <laughs> Reese, you've you've not made a, a swift exit this week um do you have a, a, a good partridge this lancer under a bit of pressure with some some, uh, <laughs> some content I've got one I so uh, same same as you guys. Like, I don't miss a Fissel game for Eden. Um and that's always been the case even when I was younger. So I used to do karate when I was younger and I, I represented Scotland and stuff. So I remember like when you when you'd get called up to represent Scotland, they'd phone your club and then your club or whatever would phone you. So I remember it was like quite short notes, it was only like two weeks or something. And my coach phoned me, he's like, Oh, um, do you want to represent Scotland? Um, they're asking you to represent Scotland against Ireland like next weekend. And I was like, Aye, that's fine. And he's like, It's Saturday at like 12 o'clock. And I was like, Nah, I can't do it. I'm first of all playing like Queen of the South away. And he's like, You're representing Scotland. You're, going, you're not going to do it for a festival game. And I was like, ah, like I, don't, I don't know. And he's like, Right, I'll phone you back in an hour. And I got moaned it for that hour. I was like, right, fine, I'll do it. So I done it. I, I, I missed the Fissel game. I represented Scotland and I was proud. And then I checked my phone. Fissel won 5 now away to Queen of the South. And I was absolutely fuming. That's, that was a, a bad decision. But um, no, nah, I'm, I'm joking. But like, of course, like, I, I, ultimately, I ultimately had to stop. Um, I didn't have to stop. But that's why I did stop competing. Because like, that's always at the weekend and stuff. So once you get your black belt and stuff after that, you're just doing it for the sake of still being there. So I had to, it's not an Olympic sport or anything, so I hung it up to, to go to the Fistle Games. But I would all, I'd encourage anybody, if, if anyone's listening, if you've got any kids or anything, to get involved in, not necessarily karate or anything, but a martial art, because it's good to learn, good to teach yourself discipline and stuff, and um, always good. And there's a lot of bad people in the world, so it's good to be able to, to handle yourself. Good stuff. Well, we've had a bumper panel this week. Well done, everyone. A full house of, of good Partridge Thistle answers. That, that's a first. Uh, well done to you if you have made it this far into the podcast. 
Um, as I've just mentioned, David is away to Eurovision next week, so we won't have a podcast next week. So we will either be back in a fortnight with a review of our third, fourth place playoff, a preview of our second place playoff, or a dissection of how we absolutely fucked it. Um, so there's, there's three possible options in, in a fortnight. If you want more podcasts until then, um, at David Forrest on Twitter for the, the 2013 podcast that he's sitting on. Viano14, at Viano14. I, I welcome the hate mail, right? Yeah, put, put him under pressure for that. He's been sitting on that for three or four weeks now, and we've got some some great content there. Um, so if you're wanting bonus content, I mean, you, I'm, if, you've st- if you're still listening to this podcast, you definitely <laughs> don't want any more. But like, if you're a, a sort of masochist at Villa uh, NO14... I, I will say, I've, I've had at least two people come up to me asking when it's coming out, and I don't even think you paid them, so, you know. Well, uh, I have been saying to folk, like, go and tell David <laughs> to release that, to be fair. I've not paid anybody, but... <clears throat> I got one of my friends who's, like, his first Fistle game on Saturday to go and ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm making a stab at it, I think. I'm, I'm, like... A stab? Like, I know. I'm, I'm purposely changing my schedule around to try and devote as much time as to, to try and actually get this done. I've started it, I've got it all saved and all that, and I've listened through it all, and I've kind of got an idea of what I'm doing, but I'm just not actually bothered to put it on together. I have it all saved, because I'm not talking to Lee Robinson <laughs> again. I have to do that twice. Um, I, that, that's it, but yes, at, at Viano14, uh, for a few abuse. Uh, also, at Viano14, Hera, if you do decide to sell your Harry Styles tickets, I'll take them off you. Anyway, we're, we're talking shit again, so we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you for listening to Draw, Lose or Draw, and as we said, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, stay safe and enjoy the last game of the season on Friday night. I mean, last week on the podcast, I had you guys all call me past it. Now this week, I've got Donald Wilson saying I'm like six or something. So I don't know. Make of that what you will. I did I did tweet at him. I was like accidental tag and then he deleted it. So I don't know. Make of that what you will. Okay, I know I know you listen sometimes, Donald. I hope he was doing a, a pod but that'd have been I think I think he did retweet if, it. If like, you was like Sned and Tag. If the club came so. to you, Jamie. If the club came to you, Jamie, and genuinely said, Do you want to be mascot for the game? Would you do I, it? I'm afraid not, mate. I'm twenty one. If I, I touch him out, it'd be a good laugh. David, who, who's you know the... about holding what player? Well, dude, do you know the Harry Game Two Day? You know the Harry Game Two Day. Like they had, yeah. they had all the girl mascots, and then there was like I think there was supposed to be fifteen girls, and then like a few pulled out and stuff, or just couldn't come during the day. And and they came up to Kirsten and I were like, with this a face bare hands. I was like, what you like? I was like, don't humiliate me like that. I'm not doing that. But I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when I was mascot my second time, like when I was younger, uh, they got a guy's sixtieth birthday. 
he like his his son got him that for his for his birthday so like the photo that I have of me on the pitch is like me I really like I maybe like I think I'm like an awkward because I did it when I was seven and I think I did it when I was maybe like 11 or 12 like I'm, a, I'm an awkward height and then it's a really young child with me and then this 60 year old man and he went out holding the captain's um the captain's hand that's exactly what I want Aye, that's exactly what I want. I, you want the, the 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 dissonance of just some some guy as the mascot instead of just Wayne's. I think that's that's hilarious. I'd I'd, I'd do it. I'd I'd be the mascot. Well, she um get me get me as a mascot. David, I'd love to see you as a mascot. Would you wear your iconic red jacket? <laughs> if we make the playoff final, David, I think you should be the mascot. I think, like we should all play off the Matt, yeah, you, you could just register David as like a child, like a young child. For I, I mean, yeah. it'll, it'll also boost me being able to get a half every time. Got like, I'm, I'm a child. Like, I'm, I'm the fucking mascot last week. You can't say I'm over eighteen. No, Matt, I, I hey. had arranged for you to parade the countdown teapot at Far Hill if you want it. So well, you know sorry, they're definitely like, doing that. It's not my they're fault. De- I was playing like fucking Rain Man, was it? <laughs> <laughs> They definitely, they definitely would do it. I'd love to see. I'd love to see someone doing the crossbar challenge. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, I say I'd love to. I don't know if I would because if I fell over and I got immortalised on like Festival Twitter, I don't think I'd ever recover. So, I'd wear nah, did you see? Did you see Festival done that wee guy dirty the other week? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs> I meant. Post that, man. Did you tweet it out? And I was like, oh, come on, like, leave me alone. I think a lot of people that do it, like you can tell they don't play football. One last question, Matt, before we go. If you had to pick someone to be the mascot, but you can't be anybody in this chat, like in this chat at the moment, who are you picking? I think Zoldo would be incredibly funny as the mascot. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't want to do that to any of the players. Is that, is that the guy just start shouting at Ross Docker. Do you not think you and you and Talison would be a lot of fun? Just some magic or something that be you know like produce a coin from Doc's ear. You know, to make Brian Graham disappear, something like that. Like that'd be fun. Well, like Santi Cazorla, like at Villarreal, we just do like a puff of smoke, and then like his his player would turn up. I quite like that. Um, James Kearney, I think. References. I don't know what these mean. Have you never seen this? Santi Cazorla, they unveiled him at Villarreal, and it's like in this big tube. And then like, a magician came along and went, and all the smoke came up. And he walked at the tube. Oh, I need to send it. It's so good. Oh, well, we but, need um, to do that. I think I think James Kearney would be the best mascot. I think he would just absolutely love it. He'd, he'd have the day of his life. Um, he might even get a free pie, unlike when he's in the media desk. You're allowed to smoke if you're a mascot. <laughs> I find well, that James Kearney as well, actually. Just coming out holding Doc's hand, <laughs> fagging the other. <laughs>